Was Jesus born on December 25th? More than likely not. The reason why the early church adapted the December 25th was because that was the time of the winter solstice. They had not yet figured out leap year, and so December 21st would have been actually the time of both the shortest day and then the beginning of the light returning. And the Romans celebrated the whole festival of light from winter to spring, that the light was returning gradually, as it is now, minute by minute, day by day, since Christmas. So the whole idea of Christmas in December is all about the light, the light of God. We say in our creed, he is God from God, light from light, true God from true God. And that's at the heart of these readings today, all about light. You are the light of the world, he says. And not to be ashamed of our light. It's so easy to be in public and to shy away from the public signs of our faith. I go out sometimes and I'll bless the food before me. Bless us, O Lord, in these thy gifts, which you are about to receive from thy bounty through Christ our Lord. And someone will often come up and say, thank you for doing that. It's nice to see that. And then I tell them I'm a priest. And then after that, they pick up the tab. <laughs> so I like to eat out a lot. And I like to give the blessing in public. Do you do that? Do you do that too? Do you, when you're out and about, do you have the rosary? Or do you say a little prayer? Are you giving witness through signs and symbols that you're not ashamed, that you're not afraid to proclaim your faith in the marketplace? It's not always easy in our time. Some people lose their jobs over it. There's discrimination against religious freedom in our land. And so it's hard to have public display sometimes of our faith, but there are ways to do it. There are ways to do it and to let people know, not to be ashamed, not to run away from that, but to, as the Lord says, put that lamp on a lampstand and let it shine, not for self-glory. No, 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 for him, for him. Think about the early church. Think about those apostles and disciples 2,020 years ago and how afraid they were after Jesus died on the cross that Good Friday. They ran in fear. They weren't ashamed, but they were afraid to proclaim their faith. Their lives were at risk. They had crucified Jesus, and so they too would suffer, and they knew it. But then came the resurrection three days later, and our Lord's first words to them, again, do not be afraid. Peace is my gift to you. Peace I leave you very important that we hear the words of the Lord once again who says don't be afraid of what people think of you don't be afraid to proclaim your faith it may not be easy at times but again many people actually especially young people these days are looking for your sign your sign of faith we see here our seven o'clock mass on Sunday nights more and more young people coming to St. Anne's we see younger families 
more weddings, more young people who are really yearning for the signs of faith, which is why St. Anne's is becoming more and more a place where people find the sign, not just an art and architecture and the beauty and splendor of this place, but they're finding light here. No pun intended, that's why we light up the church. We want it to shine outside, inside, not just for safety and security and aesthetics, but really as an outward symbol of light, the truth, not the darkness. And it's so easy to choose the darkness. And there are many who choose the darkness, who live in darkness. And the more and more you live in darkness, then light becomes more painful. Have you ever been really blinded or you've been in the dark for a long time or come out of a cave, for example, the light can be just overwhelming, very painful. So it's hard to go from darkness to light. It's hard, hard to go from maybe the way I've been living and the choices I've been making and all of that to something more wholesome, virtuous, even holy. It's hard to do that. But it can be done. And we serve as a great example to others when we do that. In little ways. In little ways. Words like, I love you. I'm sorry. Thank you. Those are tremendously simple phrases. But so often we don't hear them. It's important that we teach our children, I'm sorry. Very important. I love you. And to mean that. And thank you. Those are just beginning lessons for children. But as big babies, we all need to relearn those basics of how we shine, how we bring light to people through our example and through our faith, especially in the public, where it's not so easy, as I said. But the disciples were convinced of the resurrection. It changed their lives, and therefore they were never ashamed again or afraid again to proclaim it. It cost them their lives. As we like to say, it doesn't pay much in this life, but the benefits are out of this world, right? Yeah. And he who is faithful to me, says Jesus, I will remain faithful to him. So the alternative is not really a good one. No, to stay with Christ, to stay with his church, to be a light to people. Not easy, but it can be done. So he says, let your light shine. Let it shine before all. And don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Think about the ways in which you can actually bring light to people. And I would say one way we can do that practically is to find someone in the course of our life that we can bring to church. Everyone in this church can bring one more person. Imagine what a tremendous gift that would be just to invite someone. And sometimes they won't come, but you can say, hey, it's a beautiful place. And it truly is. And the preaching is out of this world. Sometimes it's out of this world, yeah. Crazy. But no. And you'll find faith. You'll find people who are yearning to know, love, and serve our Lord. And the peace that it brings. The peace and joy that it brings. Just one more person. Imagine that. If each one of us could do that. That would be a tremendous gift to our Lord to his church. And through that, you're being a light, his light, to the nations.